Radio Clash. Hello. It is Radio Clash. And this is a very special edition of Radio Clash. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Clea. How are you today? I am excellent. Same uh, here. a little bit nostalgic. Very nostalgic on this end. Very, very nostalgic. Why are you so nostalgic? Well, I'm so nostalgic because we are about to embark on a throwback to 2006, 2007. And, uh, and yeah, it's just filling me with nostalgia, listening to all these, these tracks that I was obsessed with uh, at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know why I mean? do we pick those years? So we picked those years because those are the two years we happened to both be in Oxford at the same time. It marks the beginning of our beautiful friendship. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a huge year or a huge two years for me because I finished my undergraduates and I got into the grad school I wanted to go to and I moved to England and went to Oxford and I met Clea and I met a ton of other people who are still great in my life. And some people who I think of fondly. So, yeah. And some people we think of perhaps less fondly. Sure. I mean, that happens to everybody. <laughs> but definitely a big period of music for us then. So, yeah. I feel like without further ado, let's get into the tunes. What are you going to start us off with? What will you throw back to today? So, I am going to throw back to the first Arctic Monkeys album. Nice. Uh, and I'm going to pick a song that was my favorite song from the album, hands down, but was not ever one of the big singles from it. Mm-hmm. The song is called Fake Tales of San Francisco. Blind but deaf. 
So that was Fake Tales of San Francisco by the Arctic Monkeys from their first album, Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. That was awesome. I feel like it would not be a throwback episode without you playing some Arctic Monkeys for us. So thank you very much for starting off throwback Radio Clash revival episode with the Arctic Monkeys. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So my first song um, is by a Canadian artist. Actually, most of my songs today are (laughs) by a Canadian artist. So maybe 2006 marks the time when I first started uh, uh, my love of CanCon. I I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I was somehow listening to a lot of Canadian-ness there. I guess maybe I was defining myself against England Shire by even by boosting my my CanCon. I don't know if I was saying A all the time then or, or what, but... Um, I do I remember you being pretty Canadian. I think I dug my heels and I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say tomato. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> uh, so this song is by Feist, who is still making beautiful music. Um, just released an album last year. That was great. But this is from her 2007 album, The Reminder, which kind of started leaking on the internets prior to its release. So I kept getting these tracks uh, here and there from from a podcast type thing that would release music every now and then, sneaky music. Um, and I just remember walking around the streets of Oxford with this on my headphones all the time. So this is again from her 2007 album, The Reminder. I feel it all because yeah, going through these songs really gave me all of the feels as I think it did for you too. All of the feels for sure. All of them. Words, but the mind of the wind 
So from 2007, that was Feist with I Feel It All from her album, The Reminder. And I was, I think I was actually listening to that in 2006 because of the aforementioned exciting leakage. I also like that the album is called The Reminder. Good point. A lot of themes yeah. going on today. Definitely. She knew in 2007 that she would be reminding us of that time. Good move, Feist. <laughs> So what throwback are you going to throw back to for us next? So I have a song from a 2006 album that is by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, who are from nice. They're one of my top five favorite bands of all time. Mm-hmm. And in 2006, much like you were talking about with Feist, I remember songs leaking from this album onto the internet um, before the full thing came out. It was a magical so satisfying. time. It was a magical time. Um, so this album came out right in the spring of my last semester of undergrad. And I spent a lot of time uh, riding my bicycle around Washington, D.C. in beautiful spring weather and listening to this album. Dangerous. Well, you know, yeah, I, I had some bad bike habits back then. And there were also no bikes that, that is- back then. So. That, that would be illegal in Montreal. Listening to music while riding a bike? Yep. Not allowed. Wow. That's... Safety first. That's fascinating. I had no idea. Um, it's true. Okay. I'm Crazy. I will not come to Montreal with my headphones in. But uh, back in 2006, boy, was I listening to this song a lot by the AIS. This song is called Turn Into... Yeah.
So that was the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs from their 2006 album, Show Your Bones. The song is called Turn Into. That was so satisfying. That was a beautiful they, throwback. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> As you were saying in the chat, uh, because I was discussing how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs relate to a lot of relationships I've had in my life. Uh, boys are fleeting. The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs are forever. Yep. 100%. Completely agree. <laughs> So I've got some uh, some lady some more lady singing yes. too. Awesome! It's nice, nice that we're starting off with a bunch of bunch of female voices plus Arctic plus monkeys. Arctic monkeys. Um, yeah, plus them. Um, so uh, more Canadian content from me today. <laughs> uh, this is this is Martha Wainwright coming up. She is the daughter of Kate McGarrigal, the sister of Rufus Wainwright, and just an amazing musician in her own right, Wainwright. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, weirdly enough, song, by the way, oh, I did, nice. it, but I did nice. it. Well, maybe if we do another throwback episode, Rufus can come yes. up. So listeners, let us yes. know if you'd like to hear another throwback episode and we will be happy to oblige. We will, because we had to eliminate a lot of tracks to get to these. So many tracks. But this, so many. Is, this is one that made it to, to the tracks that were selected. Um, it's called Bloody Mother. Sorry, let me let me start that again. Swearing for me is, is hard on the radio. I feel like I feel like the CRTC is going to come and slap my wrist. But it's not the radio. It's a podcast, and I can swear all I want. Sorry, mom. This is called Bloody Motherfucking Asshole, um, and it's actually a song about her dad, who was a bit of a jerk. Turns out, um, sounds like it. Yeah, he was. He's Loudon Wainwright, and he's also a great musician. But apparently, he spent a bit more time on his music than on uh, his family. So, oopsies! Mm. But did generate really satisfying music like this. And uh, yeah, listened to this uh, quite a bit when I was, um, you know, feeling feeling angry about things at Oxford, which happened a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. But like satisfyingly so. So, hope you Good. enjoy. Martha Wainwright, bloody motherfucking asshole. Poetry is no place for a heart that's a whore. old and tired over fire and I've been poked and stoked it's all smoke there's no more fire only desire for you whoever you are for you whoever you are oh you say my time here has been some sort of joke that I've been messing around some sort of incubating period But when I really come around I'm cracking out And you have no idea No idea how it feels To be on your own In your own home With the fucking phone And the mother of gloom In your bedroom Standing over your head With a hand 
So that was Martha Wainwright with Bloody Motherfucking Asshole on Radio Clash Revival Throwback. That was such a satisfying song. I'm really glad you liked it. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. It it soothes a certain part of me. <laughs> also, anecdotally, though, I um, after I left Oxford, I started working for a hospital foundation. And um, not long after I started there, uh, Kate McGarrigal, Martha Wainwright's mom, actually came to the foundation and said, hey, I got some really awesome uh, cancer treatment from this hospital that you're raising money for. I would like to start a fund within it to um, to, to support uh, sarcoma research. So I actually got to work with Kate McGarrigal and with the, wow. the broader Wainwright family on a, quite a few really great uh, fundraising concerts that actually, one of, the, one of which actually brought me back to England for a show at the Royal Albert Hall. And so I've seen Martha Wainwright in, in person and playing live a few times and she's really great live too. So as I'm sure you can imagine from that song, but it's definitely worthwhile checking out in person if you ever have the chance. That is amazing. I remember when you came back because you visited me in Oxford. <laughs> I did. Yes. So thank you, Wainwright family, and uh, and R.I.P. Kate McGarrigal. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. All the feels. All the feels for the throwback episode. Definitely. And I think that we are on to book chat. Book chat throwback. Yeah. I was saying uh, to Clea a little bit earlier in our green room area that I was considering just talking about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which came out in the summer of 2007. I think that would be a totally appropriate (laughs) thing to talk about. You know what? I actually, I remember you phoning me when I was back. I think we were maybe both back home in the North of America. And I was like lying on my parents' lawn reading that Uh book. And I think I had... I think it had been spoiled for me 
the ending had been yeah i know no. i was reading a, i was reading a review of it in the globe and mail one of our national newspapers here and it was like spoiler alert you know we're going to be talking about what happens towards the end of the book and i was like well i'm already like i had like i don't know the fucking giant book so i had like still maybe a hundred pages mm-hmm. left to go but i figured well I, you know, I'm, I, this won't ruin anything. I've, I've, they wouldn't do that. And, and they did that, <gasps> dear listeners. No, that's terrible. Yeah. I, uh, but good book to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I was working at our college in Oxford. I spent that summer working in their food hall, uh, yes. which was a very interesting job. Met a lot of interesting people that uh, I don't think most Oxford students ever get a chance to meet, like the people who mm-hmm. work in their mm-hmm. college. Um, but it's the night that it was coming out, everyone was going to wait in line to get it. And we were supposed to be catering dinner for a group of visiting students who were coming from Japan. And then their flight got mm-hmm. delayed. And so I couldn't <laughs> go wait in line for the book. Like we served them dinner at like one in the morning. And oh, luckily, luckily, my very sweet boyfriend at the time uh, went and got the book for me, despite not having had any desire to wait in line for it. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I'm well, that's, constant that's text surprising. updates. Like I was like, where are you now? Okay. Do you have the book in your hand? Okay. What does it look like? <laughs> Phone me and read to me the first exactly. paragraph. Yeah. That's excellent. So, but what book are you actually going to talk uh, about the, though? The book I'm actually going to talk about is the book that inspired me to apply to go to Oxford in the first place. Um, it was actually two books by the same author, but I'm just going to talk about one of them. I first read this book back in high school when my mom, who was very concerned that I was reading too much science fiction and fantasy that was kind of dumb, um, very thoughtfully <laughs> went to the bookstore, the local independent bookstore we have here called The Tattered Cover, and she asked them for suggestions of like a little bit more cerebral science fiction and fantasy. Um, Mm -hmm. And they told her about a local author whose name is Connie Willis. And um, she wrote these books that are set in the future. It's like set in like 2050, which in 2000, well, when I first read it, it must've been 2001 or something. So that was a long time. Seems closer now, a little bit closer. Um, So in 2050 time travel has been invented, but it can't be monetized for various reasons. So it's just become the domain of academics and in particular historians who would travel back in time and like embed themselves in the past to study their subjects. Cool. Yeah. So um, one of the books is called Doomsday Book, which is the one I'm not going to talk about. And it involves the Black Death. The one I am going to talk about is called To Say Nothing of the Dog. So mm. author Connie Willis book To Say Nothing of the Dog. And it is a comedy of manners about these historians from future Oxford traveling back to Victorian Oxford and doing a lot of things like punting on the river and playing croquet in Christchurch Meadow and being Oxford. So completely different. Right. Yeah. Nothing like my actual Oxford experience where I. Nothing at all. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, I actually had my friend take a picture of me sitting in a boat on the Thames holding this book, which uh, my old teacher who was a friend of this author passed on to her. And she wrote me a really nice note back about it. 
So, oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Just a great book. Super funny. Also, like, interesting thoughts about time travel. Connie Willis, to say nothing of the dog. Very cool. Can you upload that picture to our SoundCloud so that listeners can see it too? Is that a, a thing we can do? You know, that picture might have been taken not on a digital camera. I may not have a copy oh of that goodness. picture. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's how long ago this Man, was. times have changed. Yeah. That's amazing. It was definitely not taken with Beautiful. a camera phone. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll see if I can right. find it, but I may not be able to. I, w- I would love to see that. And I bet our listeners would love to see it too. <laughs> so um, my book is, is also a, an Oxford related tome. It is Brideshead Revisited Ooh, by Evelyn Waugh. Excellent choice. So thank you. So I actually, I read it uh, as an undergrad student at McGill. Um, I think it was doing like a pre-modernism course, maybe. And it was, you know, a great read, really, really fun book, uh, really interesting. Um, Evelyn Waugh is just great. Evelyn is a dude, for those of you who don't know. I married a woman named Evelyn. And, uh, in, in one of life's wackier yes. couplings. <laughs> um, so it, it focuses on the friendship between two guys who who go to Oxford, who are at Oxford, and uh, and their antics and at Oxford and beyond. And Evelyn was actually a student at Hartford College, our our college, mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to deliver the uh, annual WA lecture because at Hartford we do WA night to celebrate the authors existence in the world and celebrate his work and also talk about the fact that he kind of had a bit of a crummy time at Oxford, but not that crummy I contended in my one night lecture. Um, I think I was chosen mainly because I was one of the very few English lit graduate students in town, or not in town, but in the, at the college at the time. But I had a, a great time um, researching Evelyn's life and then talking about him at in in the hall, in the dining hall, the night of. It was a fun night, uh, despite the fact that I had a horrific cold then, I remember, because it's hard when you're coming from a foreign land and suddenly uh, forced to live near other people all the time. So I have some pictures. Sorry for sneezing. Yeah, you do. I could share those. I think you should share those. Yeah, I will do that. I think that would be fun. Excellent. So yeah, Evelyn Waugh, Brideshead Revisited, if you want to have some old-timey Oxford reading in in front of your eyes totally recommended yes that is that's a really fun book to read and thus concludes throwback book chat here on radio clash revival Woo! Woo. so back to the musics yes uh i have a song that i'm great yep i'm I'm glad you do (laughs) so this song is by m.i.a who is mm. of Sri Lankan descent, but identifies herself as British. Cool. And the song is called Paper Planes. You definitely know this song. Oops. Uh, but I have just amazing memories of dancing to this song at Bops, which are big organized parties in Oxford where people dance a lot. So without further ado, this is from her studio album, Kala, which came out in 2007. This is MIA with Paper Planes.
democracy Yeah, I got more records in the KGB So, uh, no funny business Are you already So that was M.I.A. with the song Paper Planes from her 2007 album, Kala. And uh, I also really identify with that song because way back in 2006 and 2007, I did have visas in my name. Visas to live in Englandshire. Just, it's like you and M.I.A. are practically the same person. It is a lot like that. She's speaking your truth. That was a great song. And really brought me back to that time in history. Yep. Very good. Very, very good. Very dancey. Yeah. More chair dancing happening here on Radio Clash Revival. Yeah. What are you going to play next? Thank you for that. So I'm going to play next uh, a, a, an album that you pointed out to me actually came out in 2005. But sorry, uh, it took me a while <laughs> to get super into it. Mainly mainly because I, so this, the the band is Wolf Parade and I was resistant to them for a long time because one of the members, not an original member, not a current member, but he was a member for a while, uh, was actually in a class with me at McGill and was just such an insufferable participator that I was just like, whatever it is you're doing in your spare time, I am not interested because I have to spend too much time with you at school. Also, he smelled. Um, but I, I it's a true story. Other, others can corroborate this. I let, No word of a lie. Um, but the, the album is so great that uh, I just had to get over the stench and the, um, and the insufferable pretension. That's fair. <laughs> Which happily, happily that didn't translate to the music. So this is from their 2005, sorry, album, Apologies to the Queen Mary, reference perhaps to uh, the Queen Mary Road here in Montreal, because Another Montreal-ish band uh, formed in Montreal, though I think a lot of them are actually from the West Coast. Uh, this song that I will play for you, uh, listened to a lot, a lot when I was living in England, 2006, 2007. I remember stomping around the streets of London at Christmas break for, to this one. It is Dear Sons and Daughters of Hungry Ghosts, and uh, I, I dare you not to have a, a major flashback to that time in your lives when you listen to this dear radio class revival listeners
Ooh, and the tantalizing first strains of the next song appearing at the end of Dear Sons yes, and Daughters of Hungry that song, Ghosts. That album, Such a great so album, good. Wolf Parade. I know. Oh, if I could just play the whole <laughs> album and just sit back and go go have a great time, Radio Clash yeah. listeners. Uh, oh, yeah, Wolf Parade. That's it. Love it. Love it still. Love them still. Mm-hmm. They just released a great album uh, this past year. Yeah. Still, I'm still rocking be it. I'm going to them in a few months. And now I'm exactly. I was just going to say now I'm jealous of you. <laughs> well, presumably they're going to play them. in Montreal too. So exciting! Probably, probably going to happen, but uh, kind of hard to get tickets to see them in their hometown, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I don't even think it's sold out here. Yeah. Oh no, they're just like immediate huge sellout yeah. type people. I mean, not not literally. There aren't they aren't right, sellouts right. Right. yet. You know, maybe they maybe they're like advertising cars with their songs now which if they are power to them yeah seriously go make money dudes make all the money you can so what's your what's what do you got uh so i have a song that is by a scottish band mm. and they are called bell and sebastian ah yes I'm certain that our listeners and you will have heard of indeed their their best album i'm pretty sure came out in 2006 it's called the life pursuit and Mm. this song that i'm going to play reminds me of uh beautiful days in oxford the times when the weather was nice ah yes (laughs) Those, those few days few days but those days when they happen are so glorious because of their rarity agreed So this song is called Another Sunny Day by Bill and Sebastian.
So that was well. That was oops. Sorry, <laughs> I was just, I, dear listeners. Uh, Jamie just mentioned to me off in, in the green room that she had put a granola briar in her mouth. So I was going to do the back announcing of that in case she was still chewing, but she's back. <clears throat> yep, definitely not choking on granola bar. I am here. Totally not. <laughs> and that was <laughs> another sunny day by Bell and Sebastian. From their album, The Life Beautiful. Pursuit. That was, that was excellent. I love that whole excellent album, song. too. If you want to listen to a delightful album by Bill and Sebastian, there it is. No one-hit wonders on this episode. No, definitely not. So, so what's your last song? So last song, um, uh, sadly, oh, I can't believe it's it's already last song time. This, I know. This is- um, mm-hmm. My last song is by Imogen Heap. Um, it is something I actually downloaded while I was en route to Oxford. Like we, I had a stop in Halifax, the Canadian Halifax, um, and I just could not get this song out of my head. And I loved it so much. And so I was like, "What? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get it. I'm gonna get it, and I'm gonna have it to listen to on the super long. Well, not that long, but on the plane ride, the overnight ride to to London." And it is image. How long does it take to go? Sorry. How long does it take to go from Halifax to London? Uh, I think it's about, I don't know, five, six hours. Okay. Six, seven. Mm-hmm. Let's say six. Let's round it out to six. Um, sure. But it is overnight. And, and then you get there and you're totally bleary eyed. So not as bad. A as too short from overnight Denver flight is terrible, but. Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. But, but bearable when you've got some good songs to listen to as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so this is, um, Imogen Heap with Hide and Seek from her album Speak for Yourself. And I would like to throw this one out to my dear friend, David, who is a loyal listener, was then, is again now. Um, and he was also living in Englandshire the same years as as I was. And so spent many happy, well, <laughs> happy, many days with him in London, Aww. where he was living while I was at Oxford. And uh, we also had a fabulous little getaway to Paris while I was there. So David, uh, this song always reminds me of you as well, because we we actually went to see Imogen Heap play at Royal Albert Hall while we lived there too. And it was a great show. And this is a great song and definitely reminds me of when I was living in Oxford. So again, Imogen Heap with Hide and Seek. Where are we? What the hell is going? 
That was Imogen Heap with Hide and Seek, reminding us of the good old Englandshire days, 2006, 2007, when Jamie and I lived there and David lived there yeah. too. Yeah, it was not the same place after you left because, of course, I stayed in England for many years after that, but it was not the same without Clay. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I, my my Englandshire memories are just, like totally defined by Aww. you and David, of course, and, and, and many others, but, but mainly you. Uh, so it's it's odd for me to think that like England still existed after I left, but it does. Yeah, I mean, I I basically had a completely different group of friends after you left. Mm-hmm. So weird. Yeah, it was weird. I'm jealous. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I'm jealous that I had different friends. Yeah. Oh. Just be, you know. But you're not doing a podcast with those friends, so I'm not. That's true. Yeah. I'll remain secure then. <laughs> you are the only friend I am doing a podcast with. Likewise. Yeah. Except for that one time I, I did a radio show with my friend and colleague Christian. But oh, I've that guessed, was a radio I've show. I've guested on people's podcasts, but I've not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've guested on a podcast called Indiana Jones Minute where I talk about archaeology. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Link on link to that on SoundCloud. So that our, link to that. Because yeah. I advertise in my latest recording for that show, though it hasn't come out yet. I, uh, I'm talking nice. about the time when Indy is in Venice in Last Crusade. Um, anyway. Well, Radio Clash listeners, <laughs> if you want more Indiana Jones in your ears, you know where to go. Yeah, I will put a link to that in our SoundCloud page. Beauty. Yeah, and we should definitely do another flashback episode, maybe in a few other episodes of new music. Agreed. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a, this was great. Hopefully everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of your ears and your time. And if you have any requests, please email us or write to us on SoundCloud, and we will do our best to make that happen definitely all right so this has been this has been radio clash revival throwback edition have a good day talk to you soon